Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. A lot going on. The ever-changing world of health and safety protocols looks like we could be in store for another set of changes, perhaps shortening the amount of time that players actually have to stay away from the court. We'll also break down some of the latest trade talks. Keith Smith joining me as always. Find him on Twitter at KeithSmithNBA. Keith, what are you, what's going on here? It sounds like the NBA is going to change the COVID rules once again. Yeah, we had heard Adam Silver when he interviewed with Malika Andrews, or was interviewed by Malika Andrews, I should say, um, interviewed with, sounds like he was looking for a job on NBA Today. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> they would take him. Of? They would They would say hired, <laughs> right? They would, they would yeah. say, you're in, man, you're in. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He probably doesn't need to interview, right? Just no. makes a call. Um, the, he she asked if they would look at an NFL type model of reducing the amount of time players need to be out. Would it be different for vaccinated versus unvaccinated and those kind of things. And he said at this time, that's not something we're talking about, but we're open to it. Uh, we'll discuss everything with the players association and go. And then I think in the only couple of days since then, we started to hear steam picking up of that is something the league is looking at. And then mm -hmm. today uh, the top, Two news guys in the business, uh, Sham Sharani and Adrian Bojanowski, both reported that we're headed down that path. And it sounds like what they're going to do for vaccinated players who are asymptomatic, sounds like they're going to reduce their time from 10 days to six days. If you have symptoms or you're not vaccinated, it's going to remain uh, the different protocols for them. Uh, and that'll be you know, basically trying to keep everybody healthy. But it sounds like we're going to get this shortened down here to a little, little uh, more than half of what it was. And for a league that is still scrambling right now to get enough hardship players in in order to continue playing games, hopefully not postpone many more games, they're, they're doing everything they can. This just helps that cause, right? If you're having guys back after six days instead of 10, 10 days, that certainly matters. And so this is something where we could see players on the court who wouldn't have been previously. And that, um, that again, with the, the main goal of not postponing games being out there, that's this is going to help in that endeavor. And, and again, I, I like that they mentioned that they're looking at some of the the studies, some of the results, finding out whether or not this is a safe thing to do as well. This isn't just we can't postpone games. It's about money. Like those things are important. But I also like that they're they're going based on the research and using that to help determine what they're going to do here. Yeah, and the reality is there's going to be folks out there that are going to really hammer the league on this sure. and say, this is just billionaires trying to push people to play and all that. But that's not what this is. The vast majority of players want to play. We're seeing guys every single, I think Malik Monk uh, yesterday or this morning tweeted, free me. You know, he wants to play. <laughs> right. Uh, and he's far from the only one who's in the protocols. Multiple guys have said, I want to play. I feel fine. Trey Young talked about it recently. So I, uh, now you have a few on the other side that were saying, hey, we should probably pause and shut down. It's no different than society, right? There's people on both sides of these issues and in, in the real non-basketball world too. Mm -hmm. But in this case, the vast majority of the players, they want to play. They don't want to have to sit out. They want to get out there. There's there's a lot of guys who, are, who have openly said now, they're very upset that they may have to miss the Christmas Day games. For some of these guys, this may be the only time they get to play on Christmas. For yeah. some of these other guys are probably like, Eh, I'm I'm good. I've done it, you know, like like LeBron's done it what probably 15, 16 times. Yeah. Now. So he's sure for him, he's like, 
I don't need to play on Christmas. I, I wouldn't mind waking up and hanging out with the family. Um, but for a lot of these other guys, it's, you know, this is, this may be their only shot. They're, they're looking at it as, man, I'm going to miss out on this. And, and that's why, you know, you combine it together. The NBA doesn't make these changes and decisions unilaterally. They make them with the players association. Players association is, does their best to take care of all of their members, but knowing not all of their members are going to completely be on board and agree uh, with with this, but they they do it by majority and off they go. So, yeah, I think we're going to see these shortened down here in the next uh, day or two, and then we'll start getting these guys back in six days. What's that? Two, three games yeah. for most most mm-hmm. teams that a guy will miss, probably closer to three, uh, playing about every other day or so. And that's not the end of the world. You ought to be able to get through that. That's kind of like rolling an ankle and a guy, sure. you know, you don't go out looking for somebody to replace a guy who's going to be out for a week. And that's essentially what we're talking about. Well, but now the NBA new rules also say that you have to replace that guy, right? And depending on how many players you have healthy, Correct. in some cases you do have to replace that guy. Now, again, we'll, and be, I think we'll, we'll see that change too. Yeah. They can, I was going to say, if they can change that too, as, as they, I mean, they're adjusting on the fly day by day, week by week here. So that may be something that shifts as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to see, maybe they do a five day contract for these hardships versus a 10 day. And that's a, get a guy out. Maybe they'll limit it to, you got to pull them direct from your G league team or something like that. That's probably less likely because the players association wants freedom of movement for their, for their guys. But yeah, I don't think we're going to see this be um, the way it was. I think we're going to see a lot of these guys. All right. Hey, go sit out your six days. We'll see you in in a week and let's get back at it. And I think that's where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem to be going that way. Uh, speaking of hardship signings, though, and we did have a few of them, not as many, yeah, a couple. but I guess the I've seen fans from a lot of teams saying <laughs> Daniel House, get us yep. Daniel House. Uh, it turns out he is going to the New York Knicks. And Keith, you, you talked about on here that he's not quite the guy that people are remembering, or at least he hasn't been. But right. still, he'll get an opportunity here to, to show that he's better than what the Rockets thought he was uh, in New York. Yeah, I mean... There's part of the reality is the Rockets just waived this guy to replace him with a player coming off a two-way. Now, mm-hmm. Garrison Matthews can really play. Uh, he's you know, one of the best shooters in the league, I think, now. I feel confident saying that after two, three years of seeing what he can do as a shooter. So I think the Rockets really went into it with, he's just a better fit for what we need right now. Daniel House is not part of our future, so we're moving on. And then I think if you're the Knicks, they need a little bit more size on the wing right now. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. We're going to talk about another thing that happened with the Knicks where maybe they could have used a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we'll get into that here in just a minute. But yeah, he's going to get a shot. This is one of those where, I mean, the vast majority of these these uh, 10-day hardship guys, they're not going to swing things one way or another. It's no. going to be what it is. But that said, uh, you have the one uh, end of the spectrum of, Joe Johnson, Lance Stevenson, these right. uh, you know legends of the game coming back and getting one more run, and that's kind of cool. And on the other side, you have a guy like Hassani Gravett, uh, started at point guard for the Orlando Magic. Never would have happened under you know normal circumstances, mm-hmm. and he was you know so grateful and thankful for that opportunity, and that that's pretty cool too. So, you know, it's one of those where where I said you're uh, you're making really terrible lemonade out of uh, some probably uh, spoiled lemons, but just make the best of it, and you know we'll we'll move on. It is, it is truly the silver lining to all of this. Uh, you did mention the Knicks and their need for a guard. Derek Rose 
going to be out now for eight weeks due to ankle yeah. surgery. That's, you know, Derrick Rose, especially last season, played extremely well for the Knicks, so they're going to have to figure out a way to get by without him. Uh, you're right. Maybe they would have leaned towards finding a guard uh, instead of Daniel House, but uh, but the Knicks are going to have to figure out a way. And you know what? They've had their own challenges this season. Uh, we've seen Kemba Walker in and out of the rotation as well. But, uh, but Derrick Rose was that guy they can kind of count on to come in and score some points off the bench, and now they're going to be without him for a bit. Yeah, and Rose missed time earlier this year mm-hmm. with a sore ankle. Then he kind of came back when it was our we're dropping Kemba from the rotation. Then Alec Burks went out, and then Rose had to start uh, moving to the starting group, and then it just got worse. I think it's probably a little bit one of those where we've talked about this with older players. Uh, something is bothering them, and they just can't can't get get past it yeah. the way they used to be able to. And then it ultimately, a lot of times, as in the case, with Rose, it's become surgical, and now he's going to be out for uh, eight weeks. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported maybe six weeks. Uh, there's some optimism; maybe he can get back in six weeks. The team released said eight, but, but yeah, we're we're going to see you know, ultimately where that goes in the end. Here, uh, they they did sign uh, Damian Dotson and Matt Mooney, a couple ball handler-ish players. Dotson more of an off-ball guy uh, to come in because Emmanuel quickly, Deuce McBride, their second-round pick this year, they're both in the health and safety protocols, and then Kemba. As you said, he's back in the rotation now and starting. And my guess is that probably sticks at least for a little while here until uh, Rose's Rose's back and going. Yeah, and you know Trevor Ariza dealt with a, a similar situation with the ankle, where it was just kind of a nagging thing, and then finally they said, yeah, he's not going to be able to get past this. Maybe it's just being an older player or whatever, but uh, but ultimately it's led to surgery for Derrick Rose. Hopefully he was able to get back to 100. percent um, And for the Knicks. Uh, you got to hope that some of these other guys can really step up, fill that void and, uh, and move them along. Yeah. And you can, if you're the Knicks, you can get away with a little bit playing uh, less traditional point guards because mm-hmm. Julius Randall and RJ is now coming out. They handle the ball so much and do so many things. So you can get away with it a little. That's why they were comfortable starting Alec Burks there in that. But so we'll, we'll, we'll see you know, what they do. You know, maybe Tibbs gets a little more creative with his lineups again and uh, does some changes as they finally are. looks like they're uh, one of the teams that's getting closer to starting to clear uh, the health and safety protocols with a lot of their players. Uh, Alex Caruso to jump over to the Chicago Bulls out again, seven to 10 days with a left foot sprain. The Bulls obviously got hit hard by health and safety protocols, had a few games get postponed, and now they will be without Alex Caruso. Once again, he's really made a positive impact for that team this season. So hopefully he can get back uh, sooner rather than later. But again, seven to 10 days, uh, the Bulls are just going to again have to go back and, and weather the storm. Yeah, and the Bulls uh, thought it was interesting. Billy Donovan talked about they added Ursan Ilyasova and then uh, South Bay Laker Mac McClung that we talked about on a uh, on a hardship for yeah. each of those guys. But he talked about how they may not even play them because and they may not even be able to play them because they're starting to get guys clearing the protocols, which that's not the worst thing. And how that works if that happens is. If you don't have hardship space for the those players, they give you have to you have to make a roster decision and get back into roster compliance. In ninety nine times out of a hundred, maybe even nine hundred ninety nine out of a thousand, <laughs> you're gonna waive the player who was on the hardship. Right. And what essentially happens is you end the ten day contract immediately. They immediately go back to free agency, and then uh, but the player still gets the full ten day amount paid out to them. In this case, these ones, there's no cap and tax it, but normally you would eat the full cap and tax it as well. Um, and that, that, so nothing really changes from them. Otherwise, they don't, 
they just don't have a shop. But that's kind of the best case scenario for most mm-hmm. of these is we didn't have to use them. And now our guys are coming back because Zach Levine cleared today. But we got to be really remember these guys can clear health and safety protocols, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're ready to play that day. Some of them are. DeMar DeRozan is a good example. Played and mm-hmm. played really well. Uh, day one out. But then other guys, Justin Holiday of the Pacers, he needed about three, four days to kind of feel good conditioning-wise. And everybody's different. So just something to keep an eye on. When you hear a guy clearing, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play you know, in the very next game. And for these guys that are on these these hardship contracts, these 10-day deals, of course they want to play. They want to get the opportunity sure. to go out there and show their stuff and, and be that guy that, that seizes the the opportunity and and uh, turns some heads, right? Gets, gets people to notice them. Most of them are not going to be in that situation where they wind up sticking in the NBA. But at the very least, even if they get called up, they don't get to play at all, and then they get cut right away because somebody comes out of health and safety protocols, it's still not a bad little paycheck to get, especially here right yeah. before Christmas. So, so you yeah, know, you're, you're getting that too. It's good work if you can find it, right? I, I will take it happily if uh, if anybody uh, wants to side an overweight, uh, aging, you know, forty plus year old to 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 attend day. I'm happy to put my name on that dotted line. I will fly wherever, and you can stick swabs up my nose and clear me and be ready to play. And then, God forbid, I actually have to get on the court. But I promise you, if I see a minute, a shot's going up. I don't care where <laughs> I catch it. I will Andrew Bynum it and throw it from full court if I have to. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting a shot up. I'm not going to be uh, getting the trillion of the the one minute with uh, uh, zero. It's all across the board. The, the shot's going to get get tossed up there. Joe Johnson style. You're going to take the shot. Yeah. You're going to take, Joe, take the shot. Yep. Get yeah, it done. Fun. Yeah, that was fun fun yesterday. Um, yeah, well, with that. I'll say this too. One of the things that just because it was asked, you know, why are some of these teams signing older players like the Celtics signed Joe Johnson and CJ Miles? And Ime Udoka uh, kind of gave a, a not super direct answer, but basically said, we didn't want any projects. We wanted guys who are veterans who can come in and know what we're asking. I talked to a couple of people with the organization. They basically said, look, we don't need some kid coming in here who's trying to you know, really show and earn a spot and he's flying all around and banging into guys in practice yeah. and all this stuff. We just needed a couple guys who get it. They know yeah. what we're asking of them. They're, you know, please be here as a body if we need you for, you know, the next uh, couple weeks and then off we go. And that that's, that's why you're seeing some of these teams opt for older players. Now a team like Orlando, they called up a whole bunch of younger guys. Cause I think for them it's, Hey, we're in the diamond mountain mining process. If, somebody pops and we're like yeah oh, that guy's interesting maybe there, there can be a long-term home for a player like that and that's an interesting point to make too when you're when you're a team right that is is looking to bring in somebody to just play five ten minutes maybe right max that that's yeah. all you're going to play these guys if you're in that situation for a lot of teams the the thought process is not let's go find somebody that's going to win the game for us. No, you're looking actually at the opposite. You're looking for somebody who is not going to lose the game for you, right? Somebody who you can put in and their plus minus is ideally just going to be zero during that time. They're not going to hurt you. You can't really expect them to help you, but they're not going to be a negative and hurt you out there on the floor. And so most likely, if you find a guy who's been in the NBA for a long time, You can go to them and say, hey, these are our schemes. This is our coverage. This is where we need you to be. And they're going to get those things. And nine times out of 10, they're going to be able to execute those things as well because they've thought the game at that level before, even if physically they're not quite able to do the things they were used to. 
but they can put themselves in the right position most of the time when they're out there on the floor still, where the younger guys can't do that. So I do understand that that mentality, particularly if you've got more of a win now team, makes a lot of sense to look at these veterans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're 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 just trying to get by. You're yep. just trying to get through the next couple of weeks where some of these other teams are, hey, let's use this as an opportunity to evaluate some young talent. And that's and neither approach is wrong. It is highly dependent on your situation as a team. Speaking of evaluating talent, Keith, we talked about this just a little bit before we we came on the air here. Trade talks around the NBA, the these it felt like for a few days there, the trade rumblings were just growing louder and louder and louder. And now they've kind of quieted down a little bit. Yeah. And part of that is teams are scrambling to find players to be in, in compliance with the NBA and their new rules. But you said that you did some checking around the NBA too and had something to share on terms of the trade situation. Yeah. So I was asking different front office executives. I'm like, what's going on right now? And uh, the ones who got back to me, which some of them did not. And there's a good reason why is most of, so what would, let's say everything was progressing as, as it had been about two weeks ago before this, these big COVID outbreaks, uh, the, the trade window opened officially about a week ago on December 15th. That's when the vast majority of players who were signed over the off season could be moved. And then earlier this week, the entire league kind of was scheduled to descend on Las Vegas for the G league showcase. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's about evaluating the G league guys, but a lot of it, this is like, the NBA winter meetings. It's everybody's in there together and, you know, uh, GMs can sit down and hash out trades over lunch or coffee or whatever, you know, uh, if it's a little later in the day, a beer or glass of wine, you know, whatever they want to do. But what ultimately happened is this one is a lot of people didn't just did not go um, because it was, Hey, I don't want to risk getting sick or I'm already sick in some cases, um, or I'm at least positive for COVID or whatever the case is. Um, now that doesn't mean trade talks have to stop because there's texts, there's emails, there's phones, there's everything else. But what's happened is I talked to one team and they were like, yeah, we, um, had to completely cut off talks because we are, basically in a position where we decide so many guys to, to mm-hmm. get it done. And one of the stories that, that uh, this executive told me was we thought we had a guy, we thought he was all locked up and then we get a call from his agent and he was on a plane headed to another team. Cause there was a better opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. So that was, are we going to turn around and get somebody else? And he's like, and that's just how it works until these guys are signed They're They're not yours. And then, uh, no ill will towards the player because they didn't they have anything guaranteed and locked in. It was just that's where they thought it was going. So all the teams, I mean, we're up to 23 of the 30 teams right now currently have a player in the health and safety protocols. Right. So that's tells you, you know, we're, we're over 50 something odd hardship deals. That's a lot of scrambling around and you don't have time to be sitting there saying, hey, so I dreamed up this three or four team trade where we're moving. Multiple <laughs> right. Around. Yeah. And it's like, man, I don't I don't even know who's starting for me tomorrow because I don't even know who's going to be available. So trade talks have not stopped, but they've really kind of grounded close to a halt here. There's very little happening right now. Everybody's kind of hopeful that let's get by the first of the year. Uh, let's really go now. That's also not uncommon. Let's let's be realistic. Uh, we said leading up to this, Terrence Williams was the last player traded on a uh, 
uh, December 15th date, and that was about 15 years ago. So uh, pretty uncommon to see those anyway. So we're not exactly like out of bounds with the way things are going. Most trades will come in sometime in January leading up to the trade deadline in that month-long window. But right now, things are just priorities have shifted for teams. It's it's a, it's a survive and advance a day right now is kind of how most are thinking about it. This is... It's not really an arms race because that's not what teams are doing, but you're just com you're competing for resources in terms of hardship players yeah. that can just step in and do something for you. It's kind of like like when all the COVID stuff first started hitting, uh, what, going on two years ago now, a year and a half ago, whatever it was, and remember all the paper products were out, right, everywhere. Yeah. And and people going for paper towels, it was no longer like, getting the your ideal brand of paper towel getting getting the one that's going to be the most absorbent or whatever it's like you find that weird off-brand paper towel somewhere hidden on a shelf back behind five other things and you celebrate you're like yes i got it right that's what teams are doing right now they're competing to find whatever they can in terms of players to come in and and fill these roles for them and so, again, they're not making these big major moves right now. This is about, can I just get something to hold me over for the time being? And then once we get through this, then they'll start focusing again on, on making those trades that are going to help them moving forward. Yeah, I'm glad you used paper towels and not toilet paper because that analogy could have gone really weird directions. So, well, <laughs> well was, done. Good, that was, good that was very much on purpose. I, you know, wasn't, wasn't <laughs> I comfortable going that route. That discretion. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll see where all this goes. Obviously, the Christmas Day games, NBA is still keeping a close eye on things. We did hear James Harden is back out of uh, out of protocol, so hopefully he's available for Christmas Day. But the NBA is preparing for potentially having to postpone some of those games. If that, that does, if we do go that route, we know Trevor Ariza just went into health and safety protocols a few hours ago. So we'll see what happens with all these teams that are playing on Christmas Day. But Hopefully, all these games are able to go off without a hitch. We have a number of games being played tonight. Then we get Christmas Eve, and then hopefully we'll get to enjoy our Christmas Day games. Keith, it would be nice to just have a, a fairly normal Christmas. I know a lot of players are going to be out and things like that, but as normal as possible anyway, I would love to see NBA games all throughout the day. Yeah, same, same with me. I, I will kind of add to what you were saying, though. If you've got tickets or you're planning anything around watching your game, keep an eye on it. The yes. NBA said all the way up until Christmas Eve, uh, they may move games if they have to, and they'll they'll uh, you know shift and adjust. They want to kind of keep that midday uh, window, that like two to like eight p.m. window, uh, you know, full of you know action if they can as best they can. But yeah, let's let's hope. I mean, we're starting to see, I think, enough guys clear that I think we're going to get all five games played as scheduled. It just may not be the guys you really thought you were going to have, but you know, it is what it is. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Could very well be a, a fun day regardless. All right, everybody appreciate all the support over here on the NBA front office, YouTube channel. Make sure you do hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to turn on notifications as well. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you do follow us over on Apple podcast, Spotify, or whatever it is that you listen to podcasts till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.